Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Deconstructive Criticism. I am Aaron Flam. Today's guest is the brilliant and charming comedian Ari Shafir, whose comedy special, Jew, I thoroughly enjoyed. We will be talking today about, among other things, his comedy special, Jew, the process that got him there, the Holocaust and why it was a terrible incident, and why it is so important to be funny. I might not agree with Ari on stepping backwards, since walking backwards is dangerous. You don't see where you're going. I do agree with him on his points on being funny. It is indeed very important. With those words, I introduced to you, Ari Shafir. Enjoy. Welcome to Deconstructive Criticism, Ari Shafir. Nice. You got a very uh, regal notebook. Yes, well... This seems like uh, upscale. (laughs) (laughs) It is upscale. It's a German one. Uh, As you can tell, the entire studio is built, so uh, you feel as if though you're in a psychologist's office. (laughs) It really is that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I would. I would not make it look this good. Oh well, I, I, um, it's uh, it's staged. Yeah, you yeah. got all these books that you pretend to have read. Yes, behind you. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> I um, usually interview a lot of um, uh, scientists. Oh and, really? And yeah, and and uh, people who aren't so used to being interviewed. So that's why we use these, so they don't have to focus oh, yeah, on a microphone. Too. I have to be like, and I should go like this. Um, so um, this is a long time coming. Yeah, I met you f- six years ago, five years ago. Yeah, something like that. And uh, I really wanted to interview you then. I mean, it was Jason Rouse's idea. Ah, uh, he's like they're both Jews. They must have a lot to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> you don't really do anything anymore, do you? Uh, do any Judaism? Uh, no, uh, unless you can't count the circumcision of my son. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's like cultural. Yeah, it is, I suppose. 
Um, My friend's doing a joke about that now. He was like, that's the wildest thing that Jews gave to the world. That's too sad because I have a joke about it too. Oh, really? Yeah. I just started doing stand-up again uh, after like a three-year hiatus. Why? COVID? Uh, partly COVID. Yeah, also books and uh, uh, courts and oh. so on and so forth. But this is supposed okay, to be okay, about okay, you. Okay, okay, Well, so, I'm inquisitive. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. So uh, usually I start out uh, with a very broad question, so you get to define yourself. So who are you, Ari Shafir? Oh, yeah, that's a good one, because you usually just want to say your name, right? Yeah. I'm a stand-up comic. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Ari Shafir. I'm a stand-up comic. And that's made, it. Made in Los Angeles, living in New York. Yeah, that's mostly it. That's that's 60% of it. But the you came from scattered. New York, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You were born there. I was born there, then we moved pretty quickly after birth. Not my decision. You were 13. No, I was uh, two months old. Oh, really? And then Wikipedia yeah. is way off. What did it say? <laughs> I think it said you were 13. <laughs> when I moved away from New York? Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I moved back when uh, I was 40, I think, 39. It also said you were raised conservatively Jewish until you were 13, and then your father uh, became Orthodox. Um, yeah, that's not wrong. He had a bit of a stint with like, eh, I don't want to do so much anymore. And then right back to heavy. Heavy? Yeah. Heavy Judaism. Yeah, he still wouldn't like eat non-kosher um, in the home, kept kosher home always. And I think he would be like, wouldn't eat meat out, but would have like, you know, a uh, so a salad out. But that was like, don't tell your mom. And uh, ate on non-kosher plates. <laughs> And he was a Holocaust survivor. Uh-huh. So yeah, how did that is. affect you? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I think about it once in a while because it's like, it's like he, you know, my friend lost his virginity to uh, at 14 to some random lady in, um, in, uh, at Mardi Gras in New okay. Orleans, uh, some 40-year-old. And, 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 you know, he's like, it's funny. I was 14. Some lady waved me up to her, whatever. And people are like, but that influences your whole sexual life. And he goes, I mean, I guess so, but something had to influence it. Like, yeah, you know, like when you're, when people are going to university and they're deciding between two or three universities and you want to tell them like, you're going to have equally good a time as all of them. But, but, but you don't friends. think it affected you quite a lot. So yeah, I mean, it did to a degree. So like I have trouble wasting food. Yeah. You know, I'll always try to finish off whatever's on the plate. I'll take back way less and leftovers back to the, back to the flat. Yeah. Then my friends will. Um, or at least I have this like desire to give it to a homeless guy or like let me don't let it go to waste. That's from that, I think. Paranoia? I think he had that. All right. But I was raised, you know, without having to worry about Nazis coming. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it wasn't like in my life. But if there's any like you know what they had those experiments on the roaches where they'll like pass down, they'll grind up a roach, feed it to their kids. And then they pass down like genetic code that way. So if that's true, then there must be something in there. But I don't know. To be honest, I don't know how it affected me fully. Besides the not wasting, I had, I took a blanket from from the fucking flight over here, and I tra I tracked it for like two, two or three. No, all through the UK, and then two cities here. I left it this morning in Amsterdam. Was what it a I good doing? blanket? Not really. But sometimes <laughs> I'll use them as scarves. And I'm like, I can do, but this is way too big and thick. <laughs> so it was like I could never use this. You don't have children. No, I don't. Only, you know, yeah. do you couple in heaven. <laughs> do, you, do you think you'll get children? No, I had a vasectomy. You had a vasectomy? Yeah, I decided. Why? 
it only does one thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, this is something you have to think through, right? Yeah, I have no interest. It's kind of like, um, I try to explain to people, like when I left religion, they're like, and I'm like, I don't believe in God. But there's like a, there's like two types. When I, when I say, when someone says, I don't care, it either means that, fuck you, I'm glad you're hurt, you know? Or it's like, it's just not something I like have time to think about, you know? It's like, oh, there's people in Afghanistan dying. It's like, oh, I, it's just not part of my caring world. But same thing with like losing religion. It wasn't like, I don't believe in God. I just look in there and it's not there, you know? Yes. So it's sort of the same thing. It's just like, it's just not, I just didn't want kids. But isn't that like what Hebrew means to wrestle with the concept of God? But yeah. you have stopped wrestling, obviously. Yeah, stopped wrestling. Yeah. After a while, you're just like, I got it. The only reason I'm still thinking about this is like, Because you are. I mean, if you look at your material, yeah. the first special is called "What a Holocaust uh, uh, Survivor's Re Revenge, Revenge for the Holocaust." Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then the last special, which was all about it. Yeah, it blew me away. By the way, thanks, man. I appreciate it. From comics, I always love that. Yeah, anybody else. Uh, it was fantastic. Thank you. Um, and it's called Jew. It's called Jew. It was all about being a Jew. My Judaism, what Judaism is about in general, to the layman. Yeah, uh, the stories, the the, the techniques for. You know, I try to cover all of it as much as I could. And you can't. It's a whole history and a religion. But yeah, but you did a major you, prop. You did you a know. great job. Thanks. And I was so worried when before I put it on because I was like, "Fuck! I had an idea like this. Yeah. He's probably going to do all my jokes now." <laughs> Fortunately, you didn't. You talked a lot about anal sex. Yeah, all that. So my sisters are still very religious. In the either Orthodox or like even slightly above that one sister. So when it came out the community both of them were like they were worried yes they're like what's this gonna be it's the last thing we need right now but it was tasteful yeah and they liked it they said it was all respectful far too many cuss words but yeah. but um not mean no it's uh yeah. i i think it's a uh, great and i i like it when you towards the end say i hope you understand that i'm doing this as a sort of uh leading by example yeah uh, that you should do the same to your cultures or yeah. religions or whatever Yeah, you can look at like a specific and then be like, oh, I have something similar. Yeah, you yeah. know. So that's from, I was hoping to get that out. That it's like, I can't tell you much about Islam. You but, can't. But if you're Islamic, you, yeah. you, you can. I know you can. So actually, you, they can't. Oh right, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and like because uh, they'll get killed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was. I saw a couple of comments of like, why don't you talk about Islam? Are you scared? I'm like, no, I just don't know about you guys at all. And also, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love the Dave Chappelle. But I have noticed that he's never once joked about Islam, and he's a Muslim. Oh, wow, interesting. interesting. And he has jokes about Jews. Yeah. Yeah, Jews from outer space. Yeah. That come back and take someone else's land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has no, you're right, he has no jokes about Islam. Why not? He must know about it. Um, I don't know. The American version of Islam that you know, the, seems to be a bit different than the one practiced in the Middle East, for instance. Yeah, well, there's church and there's and there's religion, right? So it's like the guys in charge, that's the organization. Yeah, I don't know. Church seems to be more top down. There's like, as you say in your special, lots of flavors of Christianity. Yeah. And Islam has at least two. Yeah. And they seem to hate each other. <laughs> really do. My brother, my half brother worked in, a, in, a, in the army. He was in charge of um in setting, what army the united states yeah he's in charge of setting provisional government in afghanistan right after the fall 
said it was 11 months of negotiation on how many Shiites, how many Kurds, how many uh, Muslims, and, and fuck that, no way. They, until they get the exact number right, where it's like 48, 12, and 6, whatever it is. It's, it's so frustrating. And then finally, like, okay, so we've got it. Everyone's like, agreed numbers, numbers. All right, so on Monday, we're all going to meet, and then they're like, I'm not going to sit in a room with a Shiite. <laughs> And he's like, fuck. And then he got transferred. And he was like, next yeah. guy's problem. <laughs> so uh, I didn't know quite what to ask you because uh, there's so much material that you've produced online. So, I mean, it, I mean, trying to get through everything is n- nigh on impossible. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We live in a time now where you can like record, you can publish anything. Yeah. Kind of, you know. So it's not like I have a book. Here's another one five years from now. It's like in the meantime. Do you have a book? No. No. But, All right. Good. Because you know, I must have yeah. missed that in that case. <laughs> but this stuff, you know, it's just like there's so much you can put on there now. That's kind of right as I got going. Yeah. So what would going. Ari Shafir ask Ari Shafir? And could you please do it in the third person? Oh, I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> I, that's so hard. What do you want to know? What are you uh, interested in? Well, what? No, that's what I want to know. What would Ari Shafir, if you were interviewing yourself, yeah. what would you ask yourself? Well, when it, it's a special Jew, I, I I sometimes like people to ask me about the process and like what I was trying for. Yeah, you know, um, but a lot of American good because that's what my AI told me to ask you. <laughs> Dude, it's usable now. <laughs> I got into a discussion with some artist, and he was like, "Could comics just use that to write material?" And I was like, "No, no." And he goes, "Can you use it to find angles?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, maybe." Yeah, that you can do. I mean, every time I try to make it. Do a jo- joke in my spirit. It just says, "No, you're in, uh, an offensive comedian," and I. <laughs> uh, well, they won't do offensive. Why <laughs> no. that? No, it sort of uh, kills uh, yeah. m- most of the creative process when it comes to comedy. Yeah, it doesn't get it. No, it's an outlier. It's so, like what that was your too. process when you? Well, I went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which was really um, enlightening for me. I kind of call it like my uh, Beatles go to India. You know, there was such a different style of comedy there. Yeah. And it's not just the UK, but it's like that festival UK. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, they have these themey hours and, and um, they don't just don't do it in America. No theme hours? No. I'm trying to think, if anything. Why not? It's such an easy concept. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, um, I heard a, an Icelandic uh, artist, uh, Ragnar, I don't know. Last name's gonna forget it, but Kjarlsson, something like that. Okay, that sounds plausible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he has some great visual, like film and music, and he like deals with them together. And and so then I fucking randomly came across one of his things and fell in love. And then he had something at the Met Q and A. Q&A. So you know the Icelandic uh, art community is so small. So I just asked a couple of comedian friends. They're like, "Yeah, I know him. I'll get you yeah. in." Um, and he was talking about musicians in the in um, europe and how they all come out of art school and then he like asked for a translation and he goes in america music is from uh he goes from from the soil and um and stand-up comedy in in like the uk at least i don't know how it is here you tell me but like it's from theater it's an offshoot of theater and the united states is his own thing so it's well the united states is where it started yeah yeah as a modern art form yeah at least. jazz too i guess and that went to other places but then like yeah, because they came kind of out of theater. I guess they did theater rooms and stuff like that. They had reviewers. We don't have reviewers in the United States. Yeah. Just now recently a little bit. But it's like you almost have to have it a show. Whereas stand-up comics, it's more like just sitting around the fire telling stories. So there's no like 
themes. Like, do you have another one? Tell me another one. You know, even like musicians and, and, and great albums, some of them are just a collection of songs. All the Van Halen stuff was just a collection of songs. And then occasionally you'll have like an album that's kind of like understated about something. The Eels had an album about like loss. Yeah. I think he had like a major earthquake in, in Los Angeles. And then at the same time, he lost his mom and his aunt. So it was all about like hospitals and, 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 and dealing with loss. So that was like a themey thing. So some of those I really liked better. And you see these UK comics doing it. And they were great. It was really interesting. But they had this weakness, this not, this like, my friends talk about this, like, what God do you worship? Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I don't worship the money. Um, and sometimes my friends have trouble with that. But it's just not something I... It's so what are you in it for? Trying to make the best stand-up I can. So you want to, you're a monument builder. You want to leave monuments behind you. Yeah, I mean, maybe. you have had a vasectomy, yeah. so it's not going to be children. Yeah. Somebody said that's why less artists have less kids than non-artists, except for the Spanish painters. Tons. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, Different culture. Yeah, because everyone wants to leave something behind after they're dead. And, and like artists already, like they do that. Yeah. So, so we were talking about themes, and Jew yeah. is a themed Yeah, special. but their big weakness was that it got serious. And in, in America, it's like, be funny. And so yeah. that was the, the, the God I worship on stand-up. It's like, funny. Just be funny. No, but here in Sweden, we have that, that as well. You, there, there has to be, or used to be at least for older stand-up comedians here, that you had to ha- be funny for like, let's say, three-thirds. Third, yeah. And then you have to like tone down the light and talk about your tinnitus as a child or something. Yeah. And, and it has and to gets, be like... Woe is me. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to switch them on and, and just have one final joke and then it's over. Yeah. Right, right. That, it's such a form. It's such a format. It's just like... I watched so many of them do it. I'm like, what are you doing? Why? And like, I wanted to know, have you thought about why you're being serious for 18 minutes? Why not nine minutes? Why not 12? Why not 40? Or I, maybe I, make tragedies. Yeah, right. Make a full tragedy. Why, yeah. why is this funny at all? Why isn't it just a little funny sprinkled into sadness? I don't think they were really thinking about it. So what's your theory? Be funny throughout. My theory is you have to, every one of these bits had to be able to follow like a hardcore comic at the comedy cellar or at the comedy store. If Bobby Lee can go on and do like dumb whatever, I have to be able to tell one of these things and be able to follow that. Because if you get too serious and heady, they'll be like, eh, what is this? Yeah, yeah but I, I think here it's because they want to see the comedian as a human, right. uh, that he is capable of empathy yeah. and uh, suffering and uh, don't just joke everything joke about everything you know I, i heard somebody talking about john mulaney's new special i haven't seen it yet and they said they which one is that the one on netflix the, yeah it's brand new yes Last the one about show. his uh mm-hmm. stint as a coke fiend yeah yes yeah. i've seen it he is okay <laughs> well you tell me what you think it's tough to can't really critique i can only critique because i haven't seen it he said he didn't like that he, he didn't seem remorseful about his leaving his wife and his drug addiction and stuff like that my friend who said is it's very straight edge and Christian. And I was like, yeah, but if he's not remorseful, then he can't do remorseful material. L- like, yeah, th- then that is his truth. Like, it was a great time. I don't know, it got too much, so I had to clean up. But, but he like, had a problem with his image then. Sure, yeah, exactly. But I'm like, you're asking him to be something he's not. Same thing with Louis C.K. when he came back, he was doing jokes about whatever. People were like, well, I wanted him to talk about the, the allegations. And, and in my head, I was like, well, those, that happened 14 years ago. Why would he talk about something from 14 years ago? It wasn't Just, quite that long, but... 
the last allegation, 12, I think. Really? From before it came out. Yeah. It was like. I mean, it came out. 12 late. years later. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. it's like, you want me to talk about something from 12 years ago before I had kids? Like, what do you. What? No, I don't. I talk about now. So, like. And also, his kinks might have changed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you guys just found out that I picked my nose and ate it in high school, but like, I, I wasn't dealing with that on stage just because the world found out and was mad at me. It was like, I already dealt with this. So it was that thing of like, I wanted to be this, but it's like, if he's not remorseful, he's not remorseful. Then he no. shouldn't be on stage. That's what, that's the problem with that theme hour stuff. They forced it a lot. But, but you went for the theme anyway, because you felt yeah. you needed to deal with it or. Yeah. And I saw a few people do it the right way. Uh, Steve Bougea had this as a newcomer, didn't get nominated for anything, but had this great story um, theme hour. So it was like two kinds, like informational and story. He had a great story. And just the whole way, it was like, wow, really good. And then um, Finn Taylor had a couple of them that were really, really good. Just one called Whitey McWhiterson, which is all about white people. All right. Yeah. And then another one called When Heresy Met Sally. And it was all about, you know, the Me Too movement. But both sides of it, really. And just like. It, When Heresy Met Sally. Yeah. It's playoff on. Yeah. So how yeah. was the Me Too movement in the United States? I got by. <laughs> <laughs> it was great for a while that it became a little bloodlust. All right. Um, Here it started with bloodlust. Oh, really? And naming names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can, you know, search words on Google to see. And during Me Too, and uh, this was 2017, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can see a world map with where the Me Too hashtag is trending the most. Yeah. And it's graded in shades of blue. And and Sweden was Smurf blue. Really, it was like the bluest country in the world. Well, I mean, how could you not? Everybody's so hot here. <laughs> it's almost unfair, you know. If you're in North Korea, it's like there's no problems. <laughs> no, 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 no. They well, they have problems. Yeah. It's just other problems. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what was the process for? So the process was I can't let it be serious in any moment. I have to do all these bits. Uh, um, at clubs in short short sets you know without this thing like hey you're coming to see me i would also do a lot of q a's so i would do like 25 minutes and then i do like small like pop-up shows and i would where they didn't know it was me and then i go okay so you realize now the crowd like i'm not gonna be upset about anything yeah i've done some callous stuff about judaism um so what questions do you have about because you know when you're too deep in you don't know what was the worst question you got They weren't bad questions. They weren't like that. They just like stuff they didn't understand. Like, what are those pillows they carry around? And I was like, what? Or it'd be normal ones like, why do the women wear wigs? I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't think about that. It's so normal to me. Yeah. Um, and then I would tell them and like, why? And you try to make a joke about it. Why do they always carry pillows? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, sure. It's, I the, did not. it's, it's where you carry your talus. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know. I was like, what pillows? That's not a real thing. And they're like, yeah, it is. I'm like, what? And then it hit me like, Oh, that looks like a pillow to you. Yes. Wow. <laughs> It's not a pillow. Oh, my God. What, what, what would you assume? If you weren't a Jew, what would you assume? Uh, it it does look like a pillow. Yes. I can see it now from the outside, yes. for sure. But I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Or one of them's like, sometimes like, why are they all afraid of cats? And I'm like, that's just one Jew you've met. That's not a real thing. Because <laughs> a lot of people have just met one, and they assume. But did your family have a dog? No. No. We didn't How have come? anything. I think we got one when I was little, and I got stung by a bee and made my dad send it back <laughs> you might maybe think about it because uh, i read this this was years ago yeah some sort of psychological essay about holocaust survivors and apparently uh, almost none of them got dogs afterwards because 
you know, if you have to flee again, the dog is like a family member, but it can't chop it can. up if you're hiding from the Nazis. So you no, have to I kill Frank, it. And Frank did not have a dog. Yeah. Wow. Oh, interesting. Maybe. Or don't want to share food with the <laughs> mongrel. All right. You have a real problem with food. Yeah. My Dude, grandmother was... was like that. She was in Auschwitz. Really? Yeah. She was, uh, she always, uh, we used to go to her after school and she'd serve us food and, uh, she wasn't kosher because she respected food too much to be kosher after the Holocaust. <laughs> it was so little... like, it's food, eat. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and, um, and she always had this, uh, this sort of, um, competition with all the grandchildren. Now the one who finishes food, the food first becomes Melech Kaiser. Which means king and emperor, I suppose. Okay, it, so get it's together. A, it's a tautology, uh, <laughs> and you never really won anything. You just got more food. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, my mom found a. We were went to hiking in Zion National Park, and there was a washer dryer in there, and then we did a load, and then it was like, "What's this? A Pink Floyd shirt?" She's like, "Is this yours?" I'm like, "No, it's a woman's shirt, t-shirt." She's like, "Is it yours?" She goes, "No, it must have been left there by somebody." In the dryer, nobody knows. She goes, oh, "Okay." I'm like, "Do you want it?" She's like, "No, it's not my style." She's like, "Maybe I'll take it and give it to to the cleaning lady." And I'm like, "Who's cleaning lady?" <laughs> like, oh, my sisters or like maybe I'll. I'm like, just leave it here for one of these cleaning ladies. She's like, I don't want to. Was your mother also? A... No, but she's been living with one for fifty All right. years, so it's Is she rubbed a off. Bit younger than your dad. Seven, eight years. She oh. doesn't remember the Holocaust, even from far away. But that idea, it's like you're carrying a schmata. You're going to take a fucking rag all the way back across the country. It's, you didn't have it. Now, because suddenly it's on you, it's burdening you with like, I can't waste it. Yeah. That shit rubs off. Way more on her, but it's got to be on me too. Anyway, so I did all these like material. I got everything. And then I started going like from the, because I'm trying to throw it in the face of these Edinburgh comics. It's really a spite special. All right. It's like, hey, you guys think you're better than us because that's the one thing they have on us. We're Americans are far better than European comics, um, or definitely at least UK comics. Um, well, that would pretty much make you better than any. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're the leaders there. So, but that one thing, they're like, well, we do a fucking solid show and you don't. So I'm like, okay, I'll do that. So I kept thinking, where are you going to go? But this is where you fell short. And this is where you fell short. For a while, I was like, hey, there's nothing personal in here. And yeah. then I realized, like, oh shit, there's nothing, per this is just informational. And I'm like, well, I got to show you my Judaism, you know, what it, how it manifested and make it funny. Yeah. Um, Much harder. Yeah. And then little things like, like talk to my friend, like, what have I not covered? And then one of them was like, Joe Rogan, right at the very end was like, hey, how, what are the two different types of Jews? And I'm like, fuck, I didn't have anything like that. Because I grew up just Ashkenazi and we yeah. just like, didn't even, we didn't have Sephardi friends. You speak Hebrew, right? It used to. So you know the expression? Sephardim gam anashim. And with souls? What are anashim? No, uh, um, uh, Sephardic people are also human. Oh, oh so okay, yeah. <laughs> it rhymes in yeah. Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's almost, it almost parallels the um, Irish, you know, where the Irish white Christian Protestants are, are, are violently against the Irish white Christian Catholics. Catholics. And so when Israel started and it was just Jews, like, we got to have someone to hate. Yeah. So it's like the browner ones. As the, if the Palestinians the weren't enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got them far enough away for a while. Um, yeah, and then I just did it that way, and I tried to chop everything down and, and, and make it tight, as tight as I could. Yeah, I was happy with it. Yeah, you should be. Thank you. Now, how many views now? 
Five million, almost six million, almost the fucking. <laughs> so let's revenge. talk about Noah for a bit. Okay. Yeah, because you you talk about Noah in the special quite a lot. Yeah. And I don't remember from my five books of Moses. Yeah. Uh, this is the annotated version uh, commented by Robert Alter. I'm sure it's your favorite too. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember him talking a lot about Enosex in, in, in the story of Noah. No. This I mean, is, it's this generally... is all the commentary. So there's, there's a few different commentary, Rashi, um, yeah. and then a few others. Biblical commentary of like why things happened. And so there's three main possibilities that people say. There's man laid with animals. Women were having sex with angels. Women were having sex yeah, with angels. The angels would come down, and I had a bit about that. The angels would come down and have sex. The Anish, I forget what they're called. Um, have you seen drawings of, of the angels that uh, our religion culture actually believes in? They're, they, they, don't, they don't look like angels do in like the Christian culture. They're more like burning wheels with like, multiple eyes that just oh, really turn yeah it's weird interesting it's actually uh, i can't take credit for it. my my wife looked it up because she was wow. interested i wonder where that would come from i mean we have a problem where we can't understand deities right because we're not yeah. like so we make god an old man with a beard yeah but like he doesn't have legs probably anyway so those three those are the three possibilities and i did a little bit about how how if 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 um, the angels were coming and having sex with the women, like, why not, why kill humans? Why not kill the angels? <laughs> like, what it was, and also how great pussy is that they're willing to leave the greatest place in the world, heaven, yes. and come get some puss. <laughs> um, and then I just went with this, this the three explanations, is that uh, we were having sex with animals, laying with, with animals. Okay, so animals, angels, and butt sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so that's from Rashi. It's for, Rashi has one of them. I, I don't remember which one anymore, he, right. he says. But, you know, all these biblical commentaries, you kind of have to, you don't take them as, like, truth, but they're way smarter than we are in terms of analysis. Yeah, but, I mean, if you read the book of Lot, where it's yeah. more explicit, I think. Yeah. Um, because Sodom is Sodom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, then you can really get off as a Jew on a technicality. Because it says... Uh, a man shall not lie with a uh, man as he lies with a woman. But the guests in Lot's house aren't uh, men, they're angels. And mm. it's technically impossible for a man to lie with a man as you lie with a woman, because a man doesn't have a vagina. Right. As you probably know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I can look every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Which brings happened. us to the trans question. I can tuck it in. <laughs> That's as far as I can go. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, I said in there, if I remember right, uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was a thousand years before before Noah. Yeah. That's another thing. I had this, there was a Sephardi, um, raised religious um, sound guy mm -hmm. at the Stan Comedy Club, uh, Joe Herreri. And it's where I performed a lot of them. It's my home club. In and New I, York. In New York. And I'd get off and he'd be like, that's wrong. And I'd be like, what? He goes, no, I'm, I'm like, no, 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 I need to hear it. Like, yeah. tell me, tell me what. And um, and he'd be like, "That's just not you're you're talking about two different stories." I'm like, "Fuck!" And then I have to go look it up. That's another yeah. thing I've never done in my stand up is is look stuff up. Why not? Because I've always been like, "I'm an idiot." So if I'm saying something wrong, that's okay, unless it distracts from you understanding it. If I say a giant dog like a chihuahua, and people are gonna be like, "But don't you find the research a great way to come up with new material?" Because you always find new yeah. Stuff. Oh, for this it definitely did. Yeah, yeah, maybe I should do it more. Look at backstories and stuff. 
but it's almost like what do i already have in my in my world of knowledge that's what i can express and if i had to look up a better way of saying something you know the source and it's like eh, it's kind of phony so you sort of tried out the entire special yeah 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 um i think it was here it might have been copenhagen but i think it was here in stockholm after a show um a rabbi was there really? with his modern orthodox um with a bunch of his students hmm. um and he was like i loved it it was so funny he was like there's one thing you got wrong i had this i had a closer and it was about uh, noah and his children and i don't know where i got it in my head because you go from memory for when you're seven i don't know where i got it in my head that noah had 40 children and i had this long bit about his wife's pussy must have been so blown out and fuck it whatever and then he's like, yeah, he, 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 had, he had two kids, two sons. And, <laughs> yeah. and, a, and, a, and I'm like, no. And then I had to look it up. And I wanted it to be true so bad. And I had this giant five-minute act-out closer. And I had to dump it. But I would get feedback from, like, knowledgeable people after shows. And so that really helped. Hmm. Yeah. And then you performed it at the Fringe. Yeah. Was it well-received? Received? Yeah. And I made sure to bring comedians in. Because What do you mean? So, like, it was a free fringe. Yeah. So anyone can come, you know, and first come, first serve. But I would scale the line, and I kind of put the word out. If there's any comics who want to come, like, I'll get you a seat first in the back. Because I was, like, doing it out of spite. I wanted them to see, like... The Brits. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted them to see, like, what I, what I did to throw in their face. <laughs> like, I wanted them to see it. I'm like, so this is what it So have you had be. any altercations with British comedians where they're like, yeah, you Americans, you are so funny, you make perfect jokes, but... You're never serious, and you can't do themes. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. We get in discussions all the time. I lived when I lived there three different times. My roommates were all British comics, so one of them was like nominated for awards every every other Which year. Which one? Ahir Shah. It's British, like like Oxbridge, super educated, son of Indian immigrants. Um, It, uh, knows so much about like like um, economics and, and government, and. Uh, Yeah, we would get into long talks about it. And then it was like that. I could feel them going like, and there was even an article one year, like, like why are these Americans coming to this festival? Really? Yeah. In the chortle? In one of those. No. Yeah, and they were like, Chris Gethard's at least trying a theme. None of these other guys are. I found it hilarious. I'm like, why are you angry about it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What, what, why do you think they are angry about it? Because it's the same reason... Um, uh, moms will get angry when i say i'm glad i don't have kids they take it as an attack on them because of the small part of them which is like listen i get it there's a level of fulfillment in motherhood that i mean you must know it now that that's like because you're a mom um it can't be you just can't you know you can't comprehend that until you do it i'm sure but like you know i can go to Berghain and dance for fucking two nights on molly and not have to worry about <laughs> you know just take a vacation is like there is a thing called nannies and also sure grandparents yeah yeah yes yeah. you do know this yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they get angry when you're like nah i don't like I, don't, i think there's like a you're not doing as much stuff they get so mad so when did you live in england i didn't i'm moving there you are yeah why done with new york i know all the restaurants <laughs> you know i had a nice run i lived in la for a while too same thing i just started making a name for myself then i moved to new york and everyone was like what are you doing it's the other way people go from new york to la but i was like yeah i want to but do new stuff. you have a podcast in america that mm -hmm. you do together with people right yeah there's people in yeah America. and you're just going to move them too or oh no, no no i don't do it with anybody no different no. guests every time okay 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, sound and editing and. No, my editor works out of her home. I upload the all right the files for her. She doesn't want to be on. Same thing as you do. Yeah, same cameras also. Yeah, I have an editor, and then I just oh, you also use yeah. a, an iPhone. It's great. Yeah, it is because and, I'm a technical imbecile. Yeah, it, it's I I went to Southeast Asia, sorry, and um, and I was talking to Joe Rogan's um sound and and uh, video guy Jamie, and so he's a he's a whiz at this stuff. And I was like, hey, I want a pocket camera for taking pictures, not for recording whatever. Um, not one of those long ones with a big lens, just one that zips up and you can keep in your pocket. Like, what's the best one? Hmm. And this was during the iPhone 6. And he goes, honestly, man, it's the iPhone. It, it corrects for light. It's just, it's by far. It takes pictures quick. It's the best you can get. These other ones aren't, like the Canons aren't as good. And now it's way more advanced. And they're so light. You can move them anywhere. You can take three with you and set up at a park. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, so, what, so you're moving to England now? Not now. It'll be a couple of years. But this decision's made. I'm in London then? Yeah. You know, I like doing spots every night. Yeah, but you can do that in New York. Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying there's only a few cities. So I move from Los Angeles to New York and then London. And then you're done. And then, who, yeah, who knows? You can't do Paris. You there's, don't speak French. Yeah, I don't speak French. That'll be a problem. Yeah, where, where else? Uh, I go to Ireland, but uh, no. It's pretty much greater Ireland. And Berlin has like uh, one English-speaking club per month. There's a couple in Paris. Really? Yeah. I just want to walk by. But who knows how good it is? Well, um, you've done stand-up comedy here before. Uh-huh. We have a big thing about not laughing at comedians. It's the clapping. What, what are you guys doing? I had to scold the audience. Yes. I well, was so taken aback. It doesn't work to scold them. I've tried for years now. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was like 20 minutes in. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Every joke, just clap. Yeah. And then clap. And then I was like, are you... What's with the applause? I, it's not the kind of comic I am anyway. I was like, just laugh. And then the next joke, it'd be like a half class. And then they stop. I'm like, guys, guys, you're overthinking it. If it moves you to laughter, then laugh. But it's, I, it's different. I don't, it's ingrained here. God, that's how you show respect. Yeah, well, So you I just guess. smile and go yeah, like this. Yeah. You, you see my lips, they're like turned <laughs> downwards. That's a normal. It's from growing up in this culture. Yeah. So, but I'm glad you have low expectations for tonight, at yeah. least. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. How are you? How was the last time you did comedy in English? Oh, uh, I've been doing a few spots. We have an English uh, like hour here uh, every Thursday and an open mic. So I've been doing like two spots before this gig. Okay. Um, in English. Good. Uh, yes. Uh, and as I told you, I have ten minutes. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how funny they are. We'll but they're see. there to see you anyway. Yeah. I, like o- I only have to get them clapping. You're also a degenerate. <laughs> you're smart, but you're still a degenerate. So How can like you your... tell? I, I've just met you before. <laughs> Do I give off that BDSM vibe? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. You stepped into the cellar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this was dungeon. This reverse end Frank where you could so sleep people walking by in the windows. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of pissed about a window. This used to be like a real bomb shelter. And then somewhere in, like, I guess the 70s or something, they put in a window, which makes it a lot less dungeony. Yeah, you really need that dungeon vibe. You got to leave some, like, wet clothes down here in the darkness and get that mold Ah, smell. um, As a hobby, I I make perfumes. Really? Yeah, so that's why if if you think this smells a bit pungent in here, but 
still nice. It's uh, from that refrigerator over there. Where Full I, of perfumes? Yeah, where I have uh, perfume absolutes. How do you make perfume? Uh, well, you, it's basically like cooking. I mean, you, you get an idea for uh, different scents you want to combine, and then you just start experimenting. It's cool. Oh, it's, uh, it's a hobby, at least. Yeah. Did you get any big um, life changes or realizations during COVID? You guys didn't really lock down. No. We were, uh, because we, really we, we couldn't lock down, I think, uh, because we don't have the resources to lock down our population. Uh, and also, uh, we don't really respect life as a culture. Yeah, I mean, abortion here is everyone, definitely everyone not an issue. Not as an it issue. Is, not an issue. It. No, no, no. Also, when everybody looks the same, it's tough to respect any human. Because <laughs> 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 I look like the same elf. Uh, <laughs> you don't. You, no, no. I'm, you know. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Genetically right. impaired. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You came from another place. <laughs> so, no, my grandparents came here after the war, and I guess they should I mean, have come before. Well, what terrible planning! Yes, yes, and I think I mean all the rest of my uh, fa extended family they moved on to like Israel or Australia or America, um, but I guess my grandparents were like, nah, we 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 we're tired of moving. So we're yeah, just my parents gonna... moved to Israel. Yeah, afterwards, my grandfather wanted to go get his farm back in in uh, like Romania. In Romania, yeah, yeah, he finished. You know, they 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 managed to find the direct family all survived, which is wild. Um, and the greater family was pretty decimated. But then, you know, refugees. I don't know how they even find each other. You write, here's my name. And try, there was no computer systems. Nope. So it's like he comes from a concentration camp there. They came from a work camp there, and it's like you ever find out you were in the same city traveling as a friend was at the same time. You're yeah. like, oh, I, I could. It's like, yeah, we're going to see them in Berlin. It's a big city. Yeah. You could be a street over and, and miss um, each other. Yeah. So I don't know how you find anybody, but they did. And then he was like, let's go get. And the way he had his, um, his farm taken from him was the local uh, Christian, let's say Catholic priest, showed up with a policeman. And the Catholic priest was like, that's him, the Jew. I think he got a third of it. The policeman got a third of it. And then maybe someone else got a third or half and half. So he's going to go back and be like, well, it's my farm. Yeah. Behind the over, it's my curtain. farm. And then someone advised him, was like, what did those people think was going to happen to you when they told on you? Yeah. So they weren't. They he hadn't thought that far. Right. So what do you think they're going to do now? Yeah. You think they're just going to let, they've been living there for five years. It's their home. So what do you think they're going to do when you show up? If, if these are the same people, they didn't sell it. The same people. So like they might kill you right at the doorstep. Yeah. It's like just it's done man it's over so and then it became Israel. communist and they probably lost it anyway yeah my dad won't go back i'm trying to get him to come I'm going to romania for the first time really yeah it's a very beautiful uh, uh country yeah i wish i had more time the food is terrible the food is terrible yeah okay yeah um he won't go granted he's got some trauma but he's like i won't remember anything it's been two wars but i'm like you're not gonna remember anything anyway <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking nine what are you what's gonna be there but anyway, I'm excited about it. So uh, the, this European tour you're on now. Yeah. How many countries are you doing? So I, what I try to do is, this is the, with the other thing that nobody ever asked me about that I love talking about is I like traveling a lot more than most of my friends. And I try to get three new countries a year. Two, sorry, two new countries every year, which is a silly thing, but also it helps motivate me to move. And I don't count if I'm there for a day. It's got to like, you know, I've got to experience something a little bit. But 
there's some negatives of like, oh, but you liked Indonesia, go back. I'm like, no, I still have to go to somewhere new. But also, it really does get me moving. So on this trip, I was like, let me get some new countries. And they were like, let's keep you for three weeks in the UK and then Copenhagen, um, Stockholm, uh, Oslo, Bergen. It's all like the standard ones. And I'm like, I've, I've been there. Those are great. I'll, I'll go back. But like, give me some new spots. So uh, Slovenia. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Two days there. Cool. Lubina. But have they had stand-up it's new i met a guy i was skiing with my brother in, in italy and we met a guy from from there and i was like and he works in like dance he runs like a dance place so he works in the arts so it's like what do you do i'm like i'm a performer i don't know if you like telling people when you're gone um no not really yeah and people don't ask me questions i have one of those faces <laughs> stand-up face yeah <laughs> they aren't play them get away from me um so I was like, yeah, I'm at a venue. It's too big. Like, I, I'm not going to draw any, many people in, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I think they have like a thousand seater. I'm like, if I do 200, I'll be stoked. And then I showed him, he goes, oh no, that's the experimental arts place. He goes, that's right. What's, how many people on stage do you? I'm like, it's just me. And he goes, oh wow. Yeah. We just got that. So that's the right place for it. Okay. It's like a student arts center. That's like weird. I'm like, okay. That Romania. And then I'll finish in Athens. So I get three. Three. three Athens. Yeah. Greece. Greece, yeah. Never been Their Greece. English is, as far as my experience goes, not that great. Oh, really? I wonder how the Slovenians are doing. The Romanians were great. Really? Yeah. All their young people are like, they live there, if they live in Romania still, uh, but they seem to be working online towards Ber tech companies in Berlin or whatever. Oh, cool. So... Yeah, I'm always interested in seeing which of these countries where it's only expats and which one where it's like, no, locals and no. Hmm. Like just in Amsterdam yesterday, it was mostly people who live there. Yeah, but their English is great. Yeah, they're the great. Right, yeah. there was no, there wasn't much, except for a reference here or there. It, it was fine. But then China, you know, it's there's nobody Chinese who shows up. No, have you been to China? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Shanghai, Beijing. And done stand-up? Yeah. Really? They have stand-up clubs in Shanghai now? I mean, considering, you know, the censorship and it the communist state. And it was just... Revoked back yeah. to the state. It, they had a club in Shanghai. Oh, right. Kung Fu comedy, I think. And the state was like, thank you, we've learned all we can about your uh, capitalism. You're free to go. We don't want the arts. Yeah, they shut it down. It was crazy. The guy now, he runs uh, Live Nation Asia. But he built up this whole scene in Shanghai, and then they just grabbed it away from under him. Hmm. Oh, uh, but what a fun place to perform. B. Was it a lot of Chinese people in the audience? Zero. Zero. In Hong Kong, sure. Yeah. You know, way more. But if Suzhou, it's only expats. And Taiwan? Taiwan never played. Um, uh, Thailand, it was like 20% locals, 20, 30% locals, and then 70% expats. But at least some of them knew English enough to come to a show, the young ones. Hmm. So it's interesting to see what the, what the, you know. Have you been to Japan? No. I wonder how that is. How is it? Uh, well, I, I didn't perform there because they only, like, once a month have an English expat stand-up club. Yeah. And not the month I was there. So what do you, you do it in English when you're there? Uh, when you do these things? I, I suppose. How would you do it in Japanese? Well, no, it's Swedish. So you're, you only have 10 <laughs> minutes in, in, in English now. Or is that just right now? Uh, well, um, it's always good to have an English set because, yeah. I mean, it's not that far or hard to leave for the United States or, or England. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can do it in English in, if you go to Berlin or, uh, oh, yeah. or, uh, or yeah, Holland. How many people in Berlin speak Swedish? 
probably harder to find. Oh, there's a lot of Swedish speakers in Berlin. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I mean, you, London, you, when I was young, every like young Swede after high school moved to England for a year in London. Uh, and that was the cool place to be. And then when my kid brother, the youngest one, like eight years younger, uh, finished high school, Berlin was the hot place. So Berlin's the coolest place in the world. Yeah, it used to be. Yeah, it's getting gentrified, but I was there in 2018, and I, I loved it. I think you'll uh, find Romania enchanting. Uh, because uh, and Kiev before the war uh, was uh, becoming like the new Berlin. Now, of course, obviously not. Yeah, but uh, I heard Ljubljana is like a bit, a bit like that. What? I don't. I never know how to say this name. Ljubljana. 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 Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I better learn it before I get there. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard that's like an under. It's got to be like the word can't get out. So maybe Romania will be that. I'm kind of excited. You should be. Yeah. And you should travel around some if you have the time. I have four days and I got to go to Cluj and I got to go to Bucharest. So I'll, I'll spend like maybe two nights in Cluj and two to two and a half days in Bucharest. But I wanted to go to Yash where my dad was from, but not enough time. I think what I'm going to do is scout it out a little bit. And then my sister was like, I'll go with you. She's a teacher. She's like, I'll go with you for a long weekend. Maybe I can do that. And I was like, let me just look at it and then we'll go back in the summer and really like go. When she's off. You know? So you're one of the few Americans who actually like to travel outside the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Even the comedians, they do like a show in Stockholm. The next night they're in Amsterdam. The next night they're in, you know, Bergen. The next night they're in Oslo. Then, then it's like, what if you not live in this? Last time I was here with Yoshi, we were talking about it. Yeah. Jim Norton. He opened for Jim Norton. And it was like, show, 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 show. So I'm like, so most of your European experience is at airports. Yeah. Uh, it's like, nah. But Yoshi, he, he stays around. Yoshi's a traveler. Yes. He's one of the ones that are travelers. But he's, I mean, originally some sort of Korean-Japanese person. Yeah. He's got roots to here specifically, I think, somehow. Not roots, but like he spent time here. Yeah, I don't know really why, but he yeah. seems maybe, maybe it reminds <laughs> him of home. I mean, Sweden is also a very conformist country, just like Japan. Yeah, uh, maybe. But a bit looser. I mean, if you're from Japan, then this is wild and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love seeing people from different cultures, like looking at the one thing that's different. And yeah. Like, what? And they're like, what is it? Like, you have warmers for your towels? And you're like, whoa. I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are you doing to now, tonight? Because now, you're, are you working on a new themed show? No, I want to make the theme more understated. I can't. It took too much out of me. Because I mean, you you've chosen an, a headline or a name for it. It's uh, the wrong side of history tour. Yeah, and uh, that sort of uh, implicates that you want to be on the wrong side of history. And what is that, in your opinion? Um, what what I'm seeing now is everyone. Let, let, tell me how it is here. I asked a little bit in in London. They have the same as the United States, and and they in Amsterdam they said to where everyone's fighting with each other. Yeah, um, politically a lot. And then we're passive aggressive against each other, which is also another special of yours, by the way. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it could be about social situations. The trans thing is really dividing everybody now. Wokeness, I, in other words. So woke is on one side of history. Yeah. And would you sure. be, would you be on the other side of history? So my or will my this be a socially is, conscious? There's a step back. You don't have to get involved. And so people would be like, if you are silent on this, you're against us. I'm like, well, then both sides are saying I'm against you. If I'm silent, then I'm, I'm for the Nazis and I'm for the, you know, the, the other side, whatever it was, the Jews. But yes, but 
what if one side here is the Nazis? Yeah. Would well, you then take a step back? Yeah, right, backwards. You don't go left or right. You go back. You just don't get involved in, in, in anger-inducing issues that don't uh, honestly affect you. Europe in the in the late 30s as a Jew, it's tough to be like, that does affect you. But like the trans thing, the, like... Who's well, it won't affect, affect you because you've chosen not to have children. So they yeah. won't, you know, uh, trans your child. Yeah, I get But it's also like, they're like, there's, these kids are getting surgeries. And I'm like, who? Who's, are they being forced to? Is your kid getting to? What's it happened like three times? Like, it's just not a thing. It's just not a real thing. My friend uh, did a joke about it with the old Facebook days when everybody was on there. And he said, I live in New York City. I've lived in New York City my whole life. There's more trans people there than almost anywhere in the world outside of probably Bangkok. Um, he goes, this is when they weren't allowed to use certain bathrooms. Trans people were like, no, you can only use the gender they're born. And he goes, I've never seen a trans person go into any bathroom. And yet that's all anybody's thinking about right now. It's, it's sure it's an issue, but it's not really in our day-to-day life. Why does he want to see trans people on the toilet <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm saying hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And it's like, this is like making you mad over something that, that does, shouldn't make you mad. Who's the president? Oh, I'm so mad. But like, you voted for that guy. Neither one of us are making bills or passing laws. So it's just like, I'm a little more, I like that he's pro-Israel and I'm against him breaking up the national parks. You're, you don't like what he does economically, but you like the, it's just like, who cares? We all, the weather affects us the same. If your next door neighbor is against you politically, the snow is going to affect you equally. You know, but, 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 the local but, sports team is going to affect you equally. But I'm glad you brought up politics in the United States because, I mean, we live here in the, I don't know, the 53rd state of the United States, you know, under what used to be Pax Americana, uh, you know, uh, the American world peace or hegemony or whatever you call it. Yeah. So what's it like over there now? I mean, because from the outside, it looks like the empire is crumbling. Yeah. It happened before Trump. People have said it's Trump, but it's it's the it's the it's the combination. It's just me guessing. Combination of the internet and this device of a character. But during Obama, before who people said was a was a great president, um, the ones who liked him, then the outsiders, the libertarians, are kind of like outside that. They're like, "Why was he a good president?" People are like, "What do you mean? Of course he was." And they're like, "State it." And they're like, "Well," and then they'll compare him to Trump. I'm like, "On his own, what's he good at?" And then they'd be like, "More." drone killings of innocent people than anyone in history great um 
do you support that? This woke person who loved to vote for a black guy? They're like, well, no. And it's like, okay, black people are worse under Obama than they were before he, as my black friends say, uh, than they were before. So is that, have you voted for that? Uh, um, the, the taking away of civil rights all the time. It's like, it, none of them are that good. They're all pretty shitty. I was in Ecuador in 2020, end of 2020, beginning of 2021. My, in America, we were done with stand-up for a while, so I left, but they had an election. There's 26 parties, so they don't they don't yell at each other because it's too fragmented. It's too fragmented. If it's not my party, but Ecuador I, is also they get a new leader every nine months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They 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 say no confidence and get rid of them. They have so many leaders, but uh, and everything's crooked. The elections are crooked. They're rigged. So everybody kind of knows that. So they're not angry at their neighbor over how they vote politically because their their general stance from what I saw is. All of them are crooked. I think my guy's a little less crooked than your guy, or he's going to be crooked for my thing. It's yeah. like when a, a, a football ref like is slanted towards the home team. The home team never really complains about that. Yeah, you know. I've um, had a few interviews with people from uh, authoritarian regimes, yeah. and they uh, all say the same thing to me when I talk to them. I, I remember specifically to, uh, interviewing a satirist from Egypt, and he was like, "Well, at least we know we're slaves." Yeah, I like it. In <laughs> Australia, they seem to know that they're, what I always gather was they, they kind of know their system is crooked too, but they don't think they can do anything about it, so let's just drink. Okay. And do well, the worst cocaine I've in never, the world. <laughs> I've never been to Australia. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, there was this thing of like, um, I just don't vote, I don't get involved. But there was this thing of, in China, when I went, they were, they were going to pass a law saying every computer sold in China was going to have a chip in it, They could read everything you're writing. And the people, they didn't revolt, but there was anger about it because they were like, almost like the people as a whole to the government was like, it's not about overthrowing you. It's about saying dirty shit to my wife that I don't want you reading. Yeah. This is very uncomfortable. You know, these things I'm doing are not wrong, but I don't, it's privacy. Some level of it matters a bit. Um, but I mean, um, so wrong side of history, take a step back. Yeah. But, What happens if they come for you? Your freedom of speech, for instance. I mean, because you want to be able to say whatever you want, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You want to be able to say yeah. fuck. Yeah, sure. And shit. If and they come for me. An ass. Yeah. So what do you mean, what if they come for me? Well, uh, let's say, I mean, uh, cancel culture. Yeah. Have you heard of this phenomenon? Yeah, it's happened to me. Yeah, it has. Oh, yeah. This special was supposed to come out two years earlier. The Jew one? Yeah. And then you got canceled? Yeah. For what? Words. What words? Um, I I like. I mean, to, it wasn't and if were. Yeah, right, right. No, it wasn't those. It's it's stir. I'm a pot stir. I'm a habitual line stepper, as they say. <laughs> and when uh, and I'd like to, you know, to be heady about it. You want to hold up a mirror to society and be like, look how ugly you are here. Yeah. Uh, lots of comedians do that. Uh, my friend Kurt had a post once, not even a stand up. He said, "You can say America is an obese country." Everyone's like, "Yes." And if you go, this American is obese. They go, fuck, don't say that. You know, yeah. it's like, well, you didn't think any of them were. <laughs> um, and it's just like, that's kind of hypocrisy. And we like to point that out. And whenever I saw a celebrity die and people go publicly online talking about how it affected them and how, how they're so upset. They remember the first time they heard David Bowie. It was so sad. I'm like, you guys suck. None of you do this for a friend who died. It's only famous people that you try to glom onto their, to their story. And why do you respect the death of a celebrity more than a death of a of a normal good person when in fact 
almost every celebrity I've met has left me wanting. You know, they're bad people for the most part, actors especially. Just the worst, most solipsistic people in the world. But like, and I make fun of it. I would just like, I'll take this opportunity where everyone's like, wow, he was so great. He was so awesome to go like, eh, fuck him. In, in, in different words. To be like, let's make fun of this guy while everyone's like praising him. And so the fun thing is, it's, it's out of place. That's what some comedy comes, you know, when you yeah. don't expect something. A man in a dress in the, in the 60s was like, well, that's not what you're supposed to wear. Um, so when everyone's saying how great, how great, how great, and if you're like, I think he was terrible, it's silly. So it's like, you know, funny. I'd say things like uh, Stephen Hawking died. And I'd say, I said like, I'd just make a post to get everybody. I said, um, the wheelchair carries over. So hmm. enjoy like, yeah. trying to get through the clouds with that. I, no matter what, I'm trying to think who, uh, Aretha Franklin died. And I was like, she showed a nation of, uh, a generation of black people that, that big can be beautiful, uh, dooming them to a diabetes epidemic. Um, and you have to be like, hey, come on. So for, most people will just laugh. And then a small percentage will be like, hey, that's not cool. Yeah. Mostly people who don't know me, who someone forwards it to them. I had one of those, didn't get canceled for it. It was when Whitney Houston drowned in a bathtub. Yeah. And I said it was so sad because it, it exasperates prejudice that black people can't swim. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. And they got mad at it? Uh, yeah, some people did. But, but I they're mean, like, That's not sensitive. But, but race, like... race is not uh, the big issue here. Right. We, right. we have a big Muslim minority. Uh, so there's a that is a sensitive thing and right. misogyny is always fun here yeah. or, or sensitive depending on your viewpoint so you got canceled yeah we had a basketball player who died suddenly and uh from a team that i devoutedly hated forever okay so and which I'm, basketball player kobe bryant was yes the same. i've uh, heard of him yeah he was a rapist he was a rapist yeah yes. yeah yeah the charges were dropped when he paid off the woman um and he died in a helicopter accident? Helicopter accident. And yes. I was like, I hate the Lakers. I'm so glad. You know, um, it's so funny how all the bloggers who come out against rape jokes on and comedians never said a word about him because um, they love basketball more than they hate rape. Um, I just made sure no one was on my side. It was great. So the, the comedians and people follow me. That's funny. Ari hates yeah. the Lakers, of course. This is like just up his alley. But then the it, people got, it went away from that and it got bigger and bigger. How big? because you come from a big country yeah it got it was just well known uh, people all, all, black people especially were like this is racist he wouldn't do this about a white guy and i'm like and i'm like no one looked but, up here's 20 examples of me doing it to a white guy um you lose context you lose humor um so it was a race thing that they called my dad they started crank calling my dad saying he should have died in the holocaust they found his number it's like i don't know what you guys are hoping this accomplishes but like I said, they just want destruction. Anyway, so my producer, my special was like, hey, I, I, I can't. What if something happens? They're threatening violence. Oh, they would call comedy clubs that were going to come shoot the place up. They would just torture like random employees of places. It was crazy. I knew I've been through these enough times. I knew none of these are ever real. Yeah. So I had no fear about it. But these other people for the first time were seeing it. And everyone's like, oh, my God. So my, my manager was like, I can't be with, I can't represent you anymore. This production company left. So I couldn't find, I didn't have an insurer for the, for the venue, the production company. So I had to like, I was like, fuck, I'll just delay it till October. But then COVID happened. Yeah. So then it was like two years. Now that was a lot better for the special. It was. Yeah. So you recommend getting canceled. Absolutely. <laughs> Louis says it too. He goes, you're free once you get canceled. Once you get it once, you're free. 
And he goes, every comic should get it. So how free are you now? Would you Completely. never get a, a character in a film or? Oh, yeah, but I already didn't want to do that. And so, right, so you stop worrying about this thing you might get. I do a joke about it online, where, or not on stage, where I'm like, I'm talking about if I were the president of the United States, I would just be the worst one on purpose. Yeah. And I would say day one, I'd be like, hey, there's not going to be a second term, so you're not going to hold that over my head. And then let's start fucking hookers on camera, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and it's like if, they, if, if there's something you want from them, like they still own it. But if you're like, this is all I want. I just want to do stand-up, make goofy videos. And you that know? you can still do. Yeah, you can still do no it. No one can cancel you from that. Well, you ever read The Fountainhead? Uh, I'm gonna look around and find it randomly. No, I haven't. Uh, the 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 Ayn Rand book. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. Actually. Set me free. Really? Yeah. So you're an objectivist. I don't know. I haven't read any more of her um, and theory or or um, philosophy. But that one was right up your alley. Explain that word. I don't know what that word is. Well, uh, it's. Um, I guess but I've gotten it from, uh, you know, libertarians who like Ayn Rand, and, yeah. and uh, that's what they call themselves, objectivists. Objectivists. What does that mean, about objects or about an objective? I'm guessing that they're objective. Objective. Yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah, people were like, when I say that, like, like you know she took um, welfare in her later life, and I'm like, what does this have to do with the book I read? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yes, because you mentioned libertarians earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm guessing you must see quite a lot of them on in on in the American comedy scene. Only a few. It's almost all Democrats, and then a lot of people being. What pushed. would you call Joe Rogan? I guess he'd be a libertarian. It's just like two parties doesn't really cover everything. There's too much to it. My sisters are like my sister is like a, a Orthodox Jew, loves gay rights, but she'll she'll be a Trump voter because he supports Israel. That's the main issue she cares about. Yeah. She's never going to have an abortion. It won't come across her family. So she's like, I don't care, you know, if that's legal or not legal. It doesn't affect her really at all or her whole community. And also, I'm sure she thinks it's wrong. But yeah, Ayn Rand had, had, it was a guy, wait, why did I bring it up? Which part of it? It's just an artist. And wait, what were we talking about? Cancel culture. Yeah. It's an architect. He gets canceled. And it's just like you owe people something before that. And once it's like they can't hold anything over your head because you're just like, I'm doing this. Oh, I know what it is. So they can take stuff away from you, but those are just like frills. The extras. Yeah. Took me two extra years to make the special. Made the best of it. Got a better venue for the look of the of the special. Got all the kind of tighter so I could really get the candles completely covering up instead of that like was, towers of candles. That was beautiful. Like, was, was, were they real candles? Yeah. So someone had to... Yeah, yeah. We got three different, like, raped altar boys to come in and fucking <laughs> say, it's coming again if you don't do it. Like, fucking really went fast. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. When, when the, we were going to use LEDs, and then, like, we might use a haze. And so the venue was like, if you use a haze, you got to get the fire marshal here. you got to pay him, like, 500 bucks for the night. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, the fire... and Because they had to turn off the... That's why. They had to turn off the um, fire alarm if the haze was there. And I was like, well, if we get the fire marshal here, can we just can we use real candles? And she was like, yeah, I don't care. And me and the costume director, the side director, were like, oh, oh that's what we are it. So that she had to fucking get 6,000 candles. Um, so they can take these frills away from you. They can delay my special. They can uh, take away a big venue. Let's say they protested here. That shit's always possible. It gets a protest going. Yeah. And then eventually the venue, people blame them. 
it's not their fault. They just they just wanted to have someone fill a Wednesday night. They didn't want a Wednesday night and a protest. No. You know, so it's just like it's not their son. It's just some performer. You know, we could just get a local group of, to to fill the time. So they'll pull out, you know, they get bomb threats and stuff. They're like, this isn't what we want. So pull out. So that'll hurt you. You get your show canceled. You lose money. You lose uh, a bit of like some face. And people start calling you a bigot or a racist or 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 anything, you know, insensitive or a jerk. But they can't not they can't make you not a comic. So even if you can't work professionally, you can still do open mics. I mean, the that there's just lunatics with open mics in America. I mean, full on like schizophrenic homeless people with guys that are go on to become the greatest comics of all time, and they're all linked together. So you can still do it. And the Fountainhead, as much as they canceled him. He was like, you can't make me not an architect. You can just stop me from working as an architect. But he goes, I'll go work the um, the rock quarries and find out where this, the materials I use come from and how to like properly cut them down. I'll work in engineering or, or in electricity so I can find out how to run a line. He goes, you can't make me not an architect. You can just stop me from getting paid for it. So once you realize that, like you can't make me not a comic. The rest is just cash. And I don't really need that much money. So then it's like, this is all bonus. We're all just trying to tell dick jokes. And some of them are, you know. But some Russell of them Peters. are important dick jokes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but man, once they can't make you like go away, it's so freeing. You should read it. It's a good book. I think and, I will. And, and there's so many, as I was reading it, and I was kind of going through, I guess one of them, maybe I reread it. And it was just like, oh, I had to keep going back. Like, when was this written? Because it was like people in my life filled these roles, these prototypes that she set up. The, the one in the know who's going to like say something public against you to like get points for themselves. Oh, it's like all these different types of people. And she like analyzes all of them. Well, I'm, I'm thinking if there are two sides in America now, yeah. I mean, one side wants to cancel people. Does the other side want to cancel people? <sighs> okay. Because it, I mean, here's the thing when it says sides, so I'm starting to understand this. There's left and right, yeah. okay? And then what I really think is me, and I think I'm 60% of the country, who doesn't really care, but who can get dragged into arguments. And then they're saying, way on the thing you barely know about. And then you start going, or they'll go like, Donald Trump is bad. You're like, okay, let's say you're against him. You're like, sure, okay. Like, he's breaking up the national parks. Yeah, that's shitty. Um, he's giving, uh, making the rich richer and the poor poor. Yeah, that's bad. He's like, hey, he's worse than Hitler. You're like, ah. Mm. well i don't know about that it's like oh you like him I'm like no just like he's not worse than hitler he's like well he's just like hitler and you're like dude i'm never gonna agree with you on this <laughs> he's not as bad as hitler and then they go fuck you how do you do that and then it's like now we're arguing and i don't vote i don't know anything about it you just stuck me on one point that i can't let go and i might be wrong maybe he has been killing lots of jews i, I don't know six million so he's <laughs> up to four he's up to 3.2 he was on pace to break the record um and so then you get dragged. So 60% of us, I think, really don't care. Half the country doesn't vote. So we definitely don't care enough to vote. So 75% of the country didn't vote for each of the last two candidates. So we're dragged in. We don't give a shit. It's just like, wait, I forgot what you asked me again. What were we talking about? Wrong side of history. Yeah. What if they come for you? They won't come for me. And my feelings They've already about it, come for you, apparently. My feelings about it don't matter. I can't stop it. So when this Russia-Ukraine uh, thing happened, everybody was like, it's nuclear war. We're going we're gonna to have to defend Ukraine. It's inevitable. This is, could easily go nuclear war. And I kind of remember 
the Red Scare, when I was a child child, they told us to get under tables because that'll protect you. You say from... child child because people call you a man child. <laughs> <laughs> but it, people were worried about it. They lost sleep over it. And their losing sleep wasn't going to help it. No. Same, same. But you it is out, it, out there and, the and, war like, in Ukraine says something about um, America's place in the world because you've been the empire now mm -hmm. for a long time, as long as I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. I missed the 80s, which was apparently great. I mean, I was a child, but I wish I, you know, could have yeah. been in, for Investors. instance, yeah. Yeah, something. Yeah. Go back in time and invent Airbnb. I don't know. They all just hate each other, and I just don't think it affects me. We pulled out of Afghanistan. Everyone's mad about that for a month. You ever go back and think about the stories that everybody was mad about for a month? And people yeah. are like, I don't ever heard of it. Like, you definitely heard of it. Let me remind you of the details. Yes. And then you're like, oh yeah. And I'm like, let me show you a tweet how angry you were. And you're like, oh yeah, I didn't even remember it. It doesn't really affect you. Go outside. The birds are chirping. The fucking blossoms are blooming. Those Japanese blossoms are all out. And you're going to miss that by fighting with people about shit that doesn't really affect you. Or you'll have no effect over about that. They could come. But I'm going to spend my last days before nuclear holocaust worried about nuclear holocaust. Or I should spend it skiing. You know what I mean? Does yes. that make sense? Yes, it does. So it's like, I get because why you, you want to be involved. Because you don't really have any political, military, or economic power to affect the... Absolutely. None. Yeah. And I don't know enough. I think they're all kind of crooked, but I can't explain to you exactly why and how. <sighs> I don't know. I think the good stuff that come out of Trump is that we're now looking hard at everything our leaders do. So you can't just let them get by on anything anymore. So both sides. So in terms of like who's canceling who, that's what I was going to say. They're these fringes. So you have the left, right, and I think most people are in the middle in the apathetic world. But the left and the right, the ones who speak for them are the crazy ones. So the craziest left-wing per person is saying, if you don't know all the 67 genders, we're firing you from your job. And everybody on the right, the crazy ones and the normal ones, go, what? What are they doing to us? I don't know anything about that. But that's not really, that's not really the left. That's just the, the militant left. That's yes. the Islamic militants, whereas most Islamics are peaceful and they go by a fucking Bible that told them to be chill. Yes. Um, but the ones that speak for them are these crazies, the ones out there people. But th those are the ones you hear? Those are the ones you hear. Usually also they have power because they're fanatics. Yeah. So it affects you. It right. will affect you. Yeah. I mean, it has affected you. Apparently, yeah. you got canceled. Yeah. For saying yeah. that stuff. wasn't That wasn't the left, interestingly enough. Was it? No, it was uh, basketball fans. Basketball fans. Yeah, not left or right. It was just triggered people, which I think really loved it because it wasn't anything like, we did something wrong. You know what was even better? Comedians came out against me, especially the Los Angeles comedians. Black comedians and Los Angeles comedians came out against me, and they couldn't figure out why. They were just, I don't And I tried to explain it, like, you're just triggered by this. You love this man, so you didn't want anybody to be insensitive about him. But in the past, when you've said to the population, if you don't like a joke, just move on, just walk mm -hmm. away. Now you're not doing it. Yeah. You said that about rape jokes and about Holocaust jokes, but now it's something that finally affected you, and now you're fucking being a hypocrite. You're turncoating because I affected you. <laughs> so, so how woke it. are the LA comedians now? I think a lot of them are just trying on clothes. I don't think they really believe that. I think it's just like, what'll get them ahead? They think that's what the world is, so they just bow down to it. But yeah. if it shifts, they'll shift right back. Oh, Sweden. That's not a very charming description. But uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're just like, this is what's in right now, so I'll do it. 
and they don't really have any standards. LA's worse than New York by a long way. But there's that worry now. There's always that worry, which I love. It makes comedy dangerous again. It's not just somebody walking out angry. It's somebody walking out angry and continuing the fight while you're still on entertaining people. And then you leave, you get out of the venue, or you go home from wherever you are, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger, like a like a Holocaust, not a Holocaust, a, <laughs> uh, a nuclear balloon, you know, nuclear yeah. mushroom, which just keeps growing. It's, hey, so that's a possibility at any moment. We do insensitive stuff. That's the world we live in. Or, or yes, comedians do. Yeah. It's our job. Actually. Almost anything we say is insensitive to, to a maybe not to a massive group, but like to something. If you say lollipops suck, you know, it's like it's a touch insensitive to a certain kind of candy. It's al always some sort of critique. I mean, yeah. even if Seinfeld yeah. goes on to say, "Why do we call it the glove compartment? We never keep gloves in there." Yeah, it's a critique. Yeah. of something. Yeah, there's one guy who's like, my dad invented that. He called that. You should fuck you. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's all right. It's always a critique of something. So this insensitivity, it's like, it's just a lack of understanding what we do. Or like, I want this. It's like, you're not everybody. You know, we used to deal with this a long time ago before the woke stuff with just dirty or not dirty. So maybe you should call it no side of history. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Because if we, you know, vanquish the woke yeah. and then uh, some other guys come in. The right wingers are the same way. They don't want they don't want the trans people even existing. You know the re, the crazy right wingers that the left wing sees is like yeah. this, everybody who votes Republican hates all trans people, and it's just not true. It's these fringes, the vocal minority. But they'll also try whatever they can. They just don't have the power right now. They don't run the media. That Woke is true. The media, so they have the power over the word. We do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> We're the liberals. I mean, I'm liberal. You are too. I'm sure. I am classically liberal. I'm more libertarian, but uh, yeah. but yeah, I would say socially liberal. That you know, in in it's so funny because in America, liberal is sort of a cuss word from the right to the left. Yeah, here it's a cuss word from the left to the right. Interesting, uh, because uh, different countries really have their own political scale. So if you take up an American political scale and you point out libertarian, they're on the utmost left. Wow. And, and here they would be on the utmost right. All the, 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 I guess the left, they look at libertarians as right wing. Oh, really? Yeah, because they can't figure out that it's the same thing. If you're silent, you're against us. Yeah. And they're like, my friend Dave Smith, he's the best at it. He was the first libertarian I met. And he got me understanding that I probably am too. But I'm a, I would call myself a bleeding heart libertarian. Where All it's right. like, do whatever you want. Everyone get the fuck off me. Don't touch me. Don't make me do anything. I do cocaine in my home. It doesn't affect you. But I'm like, that is a homeless guy, and we should be helping him as a society. And like, that means taxes. I'm like, yeah, I just I feel bad. I think we should help. But he said, I'm like, but you're more Democrat than Republican. And he's like, no, Ari. I believe one side wants to take 37% of my money and do with it what they want that I don't agree with them on. And the other side wants to take 34% of my money and do with it what they want that I don't agree with them on. That's yeah. the reality. So, uh, so I'm a libertarian. I guess you are. Yeah. But, I had one yeah. question though from um, uh, like Jason Rouse. It looks Rouse. like Gamora. That's what it is. It looks like a whole, like a <laughs> very like religious I, book. I, I actually bought this for your sake because I needed to uh, um, learn my material yeah. in English. So I've been writing it out in longhand. Um, <laughs> you had Barry Weiss on here? Uh, on the pod? Uh, no, no, not yet. I've been oh. trying to get a hold of her, but yeah, it's kind too. of hard. It's hard. I wanted to have her on too. 
Really? I even had Joe Rogan as friends with her. It's like, yeah, I'll tell her. I was like, sweet. And then just, he <laughs> can't get her on. Because I, wa- I went into the Twitter files for a while. So I wanted to get Matt Taibbi and, and Barry Weiss. But unfortunately, uh, no, so, uh, 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 an unknown comedian from Sweden has little chance of uh, reaching out. So uh, let's see. What was Jason's question? Yeah, what question? did Ralph say? Somebody just reminded me of, uh, they were like, the last time you had a comedian open for you. I was like, who was that? I was like, oh, Jason Rouse. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> like, and the other guy was like, who is he? I'm like, he's the darkest one. Yeah, I love Jason. Yeah, he's the best. He lived here for a few years. That's how I got to know him and Joshi by extension. So his, uh, his question was, why did you take a shit in Bobby Lee's car? <laughs> um i i like to stir the pot man so bobby had pissed on someone else's car and then the guy was livid you know when you do something fun like as a comedian yeah like kind of like overly mean but it's a joke we're friends with each other a fun thing new york comics do is like you wait in line for a slice of pizza and you're like oh god wait and then as soon as you just you just kind of go like that knock the pizza (laughs) on the cement you're like damn it and then you immediately give them five dollars so it's not financial yeah. it's just like oh i wanted it <laughs> and it only works if you're friends with them you can't do it to a stranger it'll no, be a no, fight no. but if it's friends you're like i know how overboard that is and ridiculous so it's funny so but if the person doesn't take it as funny then it's really wrong you know yeah so bobby pissed on this guy's uh on his car and the guy's like don't do that please don't do that was it a nice car or no it was just his car and And it's not in the car it's just on the on the car bobby said give me a hug and the guy was a bit homophobic and said no bobby loved playing with around with homophobia and 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 homoerotic stuff so he's like let me have a hug and then he'd hug on you and he'd be like get away from me was chasing him down sunset boulevard give him a hug it was never gonna happen so bobby's like went over to this guy's car james and he's like give me a hug or i'm gonna piss in your car and then he pulled his dick out to show he was serious and and james was like i wasn't gonna hug you before you had your dick out because of homophobia <laughs> there's less chances now so bobby just pissed on his car and the guy was fucking livid and bobby saw it he saw he went too far or wasn't well received you ever make a joke around your in-laws and then there's that moment of like oh shit if you don't laugh it's bad yeah and then if one does and they also like oh because you know if they don't it just like can we leave what aaron said in our home you know you just need that one laugh to start yeah. this guy didn't give it to him so he was like shit I went too far we were all poor comics and Bobby was not. So Bobby was like, let me make it up to you. I'm going to take you guys all out for deli food tonight. And it was like, so I just glommed on because, you know. Yeah. And um, it was great. It was fun. So then he was like, okay, I calmed down. After the meal, Bobby ran across to uh, Jim's car, pissed all over it, up in the door handle. And then he was like, what? And then jumped in his car and drove off. <laughs> yeah. And James was so mad, like shaking in a way. And he was gone. So he, he would have fucking killed him if he stayed. And I was like, sitting there next to him, this rage thing. I was safe, but I'm like, whoa. I'm like, you're all right? He goes, no, I'm not all right. And I was like, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to shit on his car. And I was like, okay. So then like a week passed. I like to stir the pot. <laughs> I like <laughs> to see. A week passed. Jim, James, same name, was leaving the comedy store. I was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going home. My shift's over. I'm like, look whose car is right there. And he goes, what? I'm like, you said you were going to shit on his car. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I just took a dump like an hour ago. I'm like, I ate a burrito. I'll dump for you. So I shit into a bag. And then I handed them the bag. All right. And I said, go for it. And he took the top of a box and used it like a spackle. And he would 
take stuff and just pack <laughs> it into the door handles in Bobby's car, into the windshield wipers and turn the windshield wipers on and then just like, and then left. And, uh, and how why. did Bobby take it? Not well. No? So he came back, he came home from wherever he was, back to the, get his car at like 2 a.m., 2.30 in the morning with a friend of ours. They were together, Aaron Cater, Palestinian guy. Unfortunately for him, he was caught up in the crossfire. <laughs> because as is usually the case yeah, for Palestinians. Sorry, Palestinians. <laughs> you guys have had it rough and this was just rougher. Uh we thought maybe Bobby would bring a girl home with him. So we we're like, let's pack the door handles on the passenger side. And but so Aaron got it and went, ew. And then Bobby was like, ew, what? As he was like, what the fuck? And he was like, oh, everything's closed. There's nowhere to wash human feces off your hand. <laughs> we had to wipe it off the cement. Not the best way to do that. And uh he had to like walk down the street with his hand up trying to ask for like a hotel that would let him use a bathroom. They're like, no, <laughs> I see your feces all over your hand. Like, ah. it, just, it took him like an hour to find Before somebody. you start fisting your lover, make sure you have a sink nearby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't ask to use ours. <laughs> so he finally finds a hose and they're like, you can use that. He hoses up his hand. He was so mad. Now it's 3.30 in the morning. He's dead tired. Aaron was like, I'm taking a cab. I'm done with you. Why'd you catch me up in this? And so he's just so mad. So he goes in. He finds a homeless guy to clean out the inside of his door handle. Uh, I think $20 is what he paid him. Mm. And um, cleans it out, opens the door for Bobby. He's like, I'll go to a fucking... I'm so... He's so livid. And he called me right then. I was asleep. But he called me and he left a message. And the message was, uh, Ari, I know this was you. I know you had something <laughs> to do with this. And right then... And I... It, there's sometimes you do a prank where you're like, I won't be there to see it pay off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you just have to like rely on knowing that it will pay off. If somebody asks me uh, someone's name that they already should have known, I'll tr if I'm smart, I will try to tell them the wrong name. Because then they've learned it and they'll go out of their way. Like, what's his name? It's like, Bob, it's Bill. But if so, Bob. Okay, and then he's like, "Hey, Bob," because uh, it's the first time in six months they've yeah. used their name. It's like, "Nice to see you again, Bob. I'll see you later." And you're just using the wrong <laughs> name, and it's very embarrassing. Yes, um, you're never there to see that pay off. Somebody just says, "Why'd you tell me his name was Bob? His name is Bill." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like fuck. Um, he calls right then, and he's like, "I know this. Is you fuck you." Pretty much cursing me out, and he starts his car, and he doesn't know well, the fucking what shit the is DNA in the test the wipers. poo. He just knows who I am. Yeah, but I mean. Because it's a very Jason Rousey thing to do as well. It is. Jason, Jason Rousey shits. shits. The tubs. Yes. The hotel tubs. He loves well, shit. projectile also, shitting. Also, when he's staying as a guest in other people's houses, <laughs> he takes shits in their tub. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like people understand, like, no one else could get it. Like, it's so wrong. He's a guest in my home. If it was a normal person doing that, I'd be like, you're never staying here again. No, what did you expect? You invited this guy who has a grill and dresses <laughs> like a death yeah. metal guitarist, yeah. and he's like 50 by now, or yeah. 70? I don't know. <laughs> I think he is beyond time. And anyway, the windshield wipers just started up when he turned, the, and they're just spreading feces <laughs> all over his car, and he just lost it on the message. I was able to hear it. It was great. He had to drive through a car wash with his head out the window, catching fucking <laughs> smell of feces because he couldn't see. Oh, what a win. Anyway, that's why. So how's your gone. relationship now? Uh, it's great now. <laughs> we had our time. <laughs> it wasn't very. Now it's fine. Right. Bobby's got trouble too now. Why? Making up a story. And then the, the you know, it's not so much the, it's the, it's the, liber, the, the, the angry, like the ones who want to punish. They, they take everything you say on stage as like 100% real. 
And they're like, that's illegal. What you? I'm like, well, I, I didn't do it. <laughs> and I, well, you wrote a joke. Yeah. So, so what was the joke? It's about him going to Tijuana and fucking like an underage hooker. Okay. But he was like, I've been to Tijuana. I fuck hookers, and then and then I see underage hookers. So he just like, let me just combine them in a story. Yeah. And make myself look bad, which is yeah, something yeah, yeah. comedians do. Exactly. I might yes. make myself look like an asshole here. Yes. And then 10 years later, it's like, oh, we just discovered this. You've admitted. And it's like, no, no, that's not. Yeah. It's so hard because a lot of times what you're doing is making comics say, like, I exaggerate. Yes. And I'm like, I don't want to tell you that. And also when you start out, especially, I think shock comedy is sort of a go-to because. Yeah. It's an easiest way to, like, yeah. get them, like, whatever. Yeah, say you're a rapist or say you're a fucking you a Nazi. Yeah, for this joke, I'm a rapist. Right, exactly. Yes, I've had jokes like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just that's... hope nobody finds them. <laughs> I'm about to go delete all my old podcasts. Really? Yeah. I don't think they're doing anything good. I think they're just uh, time bombs waiting. Hmm. Yeah, I think the, the amount of people who go listen to a podcast from eight years ago or like eight, two a year maybe, five a year. Versus the people who are going through with a comb of like, yeah, you don't, you wouldn't have said that today. I'm like, no, it was 11 years ago. Of course, I wouldn't say it today. It's, it's different. But it is um, you're re- erasing your own history. I mean, look, uh, yeah. think about it. When future historians yeah, want we'll to know more look. about Ari Shafir, yeah, you know, but his sense of humor. This, I saw the Dali Museum in uh, St. Pete, yeah. uh, Florida, and they, it goes chronologically, and you see if go from like just still lifes of of like fruit on a table, very representational, and then like like the third corner is like oh that looks a little weird yeah you know and then it gets weirder and weirder and weirder you want to know dolly's early years absolutely i'm agreeing with you but dangerous to my guests i mean mean, you have your specials they're out you're never going to erase those i hope no no Uh -uh. so those will be your monuments but the skeptic tank will be gone it's just a way to promote shows really yeah Uh, that's how it started with this i mean they're cool they're independent little pieces too which I like that, but I'm about ready to be done with mine. Oh, I will never erase this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I had a woman call me. We did. I did. I used to do it on, on a theme of someone who knows a lot about something, um, or has experience with something. Done with people who've been molested as kids, 9/11 first responders, uh, uh, and then fun stuff like I worked at the rodeo for a, a summer. I, you know, oh, interesting. Someone who knows a lot about uh, military history or anything. Locations. I could do one about Stockholm with you. You could, yeah. you know, tell me everything about this place. Um, and I did one about uh, miscarriages with a woman who had had one. And then she she wrote me late last year, early this year. And it's like, hey, and it was very nice. She was very open, and it was a great one. And she goes, hey, listen, somebody just said they heard it and they reached out to me, and it just brought back a lot of bad memories. I have two kids now, and she's like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to ask, but like, would you mind taking that down? It just brings up terrible memories to me. That's not a woke thing. No. It was just like a social That's thing. That's a personal like, yeah. thing. And I was like, yeah, it's down right. I'll take it down right now. Like, yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry that that came back. I don't want that. And that's the, the most innocuous of them. Uh, the stuff we said back then when we thought 100 people were listening. Yes. It's just, it's wild. But it was experimental. It was experimental. And, and it was. that's how it's supposed to be taken. That's, that is. It's just we're in such a punishment world. I just feel bad to the guests. It's like early punk. 
was like they barely know how to play a guitar it was like two chords if not three yeah so would you get rid of all sex pistols records right but no no but you wouldn't i would not no. you know and i wouldn't look because then at you'd any... be on the wrong side of history yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. worse than hitler <laughs> <laughs> worse than hitler that's a good one um yeah it's just like i mean i'm struggling with it but i don't yeah my stand-up no podcasts I understand the difference because the stand-up is uh, sublimated. It's already it's a it's a work of art. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, this is yeah. when it's finished now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would go back in, in my phone and 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 eventually erase like a recording of a of a of a set I had preparing for a special. Yeah. With just notes. But that's it is cool when you see an artist's notes, but those aren't the, the most nachlas, important things. The nachlas of uh, Ari Shafir. Yeah, <laughs> it's just my stand-up. <laughs> yeah. And just uh, lots of books like this with just <laughs> one word to remember a joke, like Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use these. I use these little nothing books. They're getting rid of them now. Where is it? Oops. I don't even have it. Yeah, these. Nope. But that, no, is my notebook gone? What? That's a small one, isn't it? That's a passport. Huh. Where the fuck is my notebook? Oh, no. Yeah, your parents. Oh, I had to take it out for my flight. I put it in my passports bag. Passports are blue. Yeah, what are yours? Red. Red. Yeah, I'm trying to get my European passport. Yeah, I usually use. You see those small ones? That's yeah, that's A, it. A7 moleskin. Moleskin. This yes. is it. This is the ones I use. Yeah, they're the best, and they tear out if you're yeah. done with it. Yeah. So those are the ones I use normally. Oh. But uh, if you're preparing to warm up for Ari Shafir at yeah. Kina Teatern in Stockholm, then. You'd better be prepared. How was I a bad guest? Tell me what I could have done different. Uh, you, you, you're, you, you haven't been a bad guest. You've been an excellent guest. Oh, thanks. I have a poop story. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about comedy, right? <laughs> yeah. We even got a bit into Ayn Rand. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think, the beginning of a political awakening for you. Yes. Artistic awakening. Artistic. Yeah. It was the pure artist as an architect, but like whatever. And then it was like, he, you can't ever achieve that. You know, it's like a perfect 10 as a woman. So you'll never, would you ever from now on prioritize politics in a joke before laughter? No, and I don't see why there would be a prioritization. I, that's That kills me about uh, American comics. Why Why'd you guys get not funny to talk about Trump? Trump got elected and then they just stopped being funny? There's more humor than ever. And they're so worked up that it's like they forgot to do a joke about it. I had a friend... Well, it, it was kind of hard when Trump came in because you could basically go up on stage and read his tweets. You didn't have to add yeah. a punchline. You weren't even doing that. <laughs> they, it was just like, yeah, sure, just do that. That's funny enough. They, no one did anything. It was so weird. They just they were just too upset by it. I told I started a, a, a thing online. I was like, if you see a comic doing a tweet that's not even trying to be funny, not not funny. But when you see there's not even an attempt at funny, like, I hate Trump. Uh, this is the worst president we've ever had. Like that. I said, just, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Just, it's any of them. It's all of them. Just respond to them like, oh my God, you're so funny. I hope this is in your Netflix special. Um, and then they all went after a friend of mine, Greg Fitzsimmons once. Um, same thing. He did one of those, you know, statement stuff. Yeah. And then he's like, why is everyone saying, I hope this is in your Netflix special? <laughs> like, why is everyone saying this? And they were like, ask Ari. So he did. He's like, what's this? Goes, well, it wasn't with you in mind. <laughs> it was well before you wrote that. And he goes, what are you saying? I should stay in my lane? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm saying you're one of the best comedy writers in the world. If you can't make a funny joke about this, then we're all lost. If you, I know you can. You're a way better writer than I am. So yeah, make this funny. Bob Dylan would write a song about it. A fucking yes, but he can get emotional in the song. I mean, a comedian. A part of comedy is distancing yourself yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. And uh, that's why, you know, the tagline for this podcast is your feelings are hurting my thoughts. Yeah, that's not bad. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, some point in the future, someone will find that, take offense and, you know, yeah. He's go after be like, All right, that's fine. I heard a radio show, Ron and Fez. And, uh, so it was such a good moment. It started at 10 a.m. It's 10.45. And they took a caller. Regular listener goes, yeah, you haven't been funny all morning. You haven't been funny at all all morning. And Ron just goes, so? <laughs> I think I was like, oh, I got nothing. <laughs> so what? I don't like that. All right. It's hard to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the world as it is now should make it easier. So maybe a step back is a good idea. Yeah. Because if we're uh, heading toward, you know, World War Three or a new Cold War even. Yeah. I mean, even if we break off into bands in a, in a, in a post-apocalyptic world, you can't can't make fun of like your tribe versus another tribe and like well it, you'd have tribe to. has electricity i want <laughs> i wish we had that you know yes yeah how would you dress what post-apocalyptic yes warm i wear layers okay because you know you can always like take off and tie around you but if i had been an american i would go for you know i would spray paint uh american like football gear so they leave you alone yeah i do an american accent for me <laughs> i thought i was <laughs> 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 we had this german guy in yeshiva with us Guy, and he would love doing an american accent he couldn't really do it he just goes hi my name is Guy, and i'm an american <laughs> hello no hello my name is aaron flame Fl flam i don't know i i um, i mean because um uh, we get all your sitcoms here yeah, as, yeah. Uh, as children so you you sort of pick up sort of american from that but then in school they want you to to learn uh royal british english oh, so you sound like you a, sound like that like a posh person from from britain so funny uh, and then it just fucks you up so i <laughs> i um i was an exchange student in canada for a year and everyone there was thought i was south african for some reason oh, you do sound hella british hella upscale british oh well thank you i don't think an upscale brit would say the same but <laughs> <laughs> we knew a person who took an irish person who took uh english lessons not an irish person maybe well you know irish people couldn't have been that speak english yeah i know that's why i might couldn't have been that but they also speak gaelic no yeah. Isn't i guess it? they studied for a while in the south of america so that they had this like couldn't have been an irish i'm mixing it up with somebody else but they had this southern like it was like let's say it was a Swede. It was like a Southern Swede accent. It was yeah. just like so weird. Like where'd you get that from? Like my teacher, and that's, my teacher. I mean, in Texas they have a drawl, right? Uh huh. Same thing with South of Sweden. They also have a drawl. Really? Yeah. These are rednecks. They're uneducated pieces of shit. That's usually They're what we up, up here in the North call them. Oh yeah. And this is, I mean, <laughs> middle of the country, really. Not even middle. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody go up there? My wife is from there. That's why I. That's where I got her from. Oh, from she's <laughs> like a wildling from behind the wall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those people are wild. People and like here in Iceland, like away from Reykjavik. Yeah, like, what are you? What are you? <laughs> yeah, well, that's how you get Bjork. 
Yeah, yeah. Like 300 people, 300,000 people fucking each other for generations, <laughs> a few yeah. thousand years. <laughs> it's like great we nailed it again so anyway yeah. we should um, go uh, get something to eat before the show yeah sure 6 15 we got to be there in an hour yeah all right let's do so, it so uh thank you for participating thank you sweden i hope to take over now <laughs> thanks aaron thank you for having listened to or watched Deconstructive Criticism with our guest today, Ari Shafir. If you want to know more about Ari, you'll find links in the description of this episode on aaronflam.com. If you like this video, please like and subscribe. There are also other ways to contribute to my production, and you'll find uh, those ways in a link in the description below this episode, regardless of platform. I have been Aaron Flam. Until next time... Have a good unit of time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.